Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. I'm very honored to be speaking with our best-selling author, Amanda Quick, today. How are you, Amanda? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to see you. So we uh, released your, your book, The Sex Trafficker's Wife, mm-hmm. earlier this month and we specifically chose this month of January to release it because it is National Human Trafficking Prevention Month and we thought that would be good to to build um, some knowledge in the area for people and um, what attracted me to publishing your story is that it is your story of courage learning more about yourself and um you are providing this pathway of letting people know how to get out of situations that they would have never wished upon themselves and never probably thought they could have ended up in, right? And um, so I'd love to hear from you what, I'm just so impressed with your courage. So, So what drew you to share this story? Well, in, after my divorce was finalized in 2020, the message to write a book, to share the message was really, really, really loud. And it really struck me how I seem to have accomplished the impossible. I seem to have created an outcome that most people don't get. And it wasn't lost on me that I had the privilege of education and funding and everything else. And that so many people don't. And so many people out there don't have access to those resources. And, you know, it wasn't the money that saved me. It wasn't anything like that exactly, but I wouldn't even have begun to have the fight without resources like that. And I had to change so much about how I operated and how I moved through the world in order to succeed. And so if I could do anything to help people in those situations by sharing my story and sharing the lessons and sharing the learnings and really taking people on the ride with me, then it would just help everything that I had been through mean something. You know, we go through huge, horrible things in our lives and we get to the other side and we go, what, what was the point of that? Like, yes, I learned things, but there, to me, there's always a bigger purpose. There's a bigger meaning behind it. And there's a bigger reason that we go through things that we do. And if I can share those learnings and I can share those lessons with others, then I can help and I can help other people not perhaps have to experience what I did. Mm. Wonderful. And, and so let's give people a little bit of background so they know what's, yeah. what's so what happened with the story. So can you just tell, tell us a little bit of, yeah. of what, what happened in your life? So in 2016, I was a full-time stay-at-home mom, had three young kids. And one day my husband doesn't come home from work. He, I found him in jail, arrested for attempted human trafficking. He had been caught in a sting operation to meet an 11 and 14 year old for sex. And I was beyond surprised. I had, I didn't complete disbelief and complete shock and everything in my life changed. And so the story is what happened from that moment through the next four years, because it took four years for me to really get it and wake up and start to actually recognize who I was married to and what I needed to do to protect myself and my children. Mm. Yes. And as someone who has known people that are in situations, right, that they're fighting, there's a custody battle or there's some find out something that they, could this be true? Could this be real? Or no, we kind of try to convince ourselves it's, it's, it couldn't possibly be true. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's really so the unknown in that space. It's so misaligned to any version of what you know to be true in your world. And it goes against everything you know of yourself, the identity you've created for yourself and for your family and for your world that you're just, you don't, you don't believe it could be possible. It makes no sense to what you know to be true. And so it takes a huge amount of, it takes something big usually to, to, to shatter that. And for me, it wasn't even just the arrest that shattered it. It took even more for me to really get it. And I now have a very compassionate understanding of why people stay in abusive situations and why people struggle to leave. And, and it's, it's way more complex than people think it is. And I think it's really important for people who haven't been in those situations to understand and have compassion and understand and realize that these people are so stuck in the world that they've been, you know, that they've created or that they've had created for them. And it takes an incredible amount of energy and courage and strength to go through those things. I'd love to hear you read the introduction we talked okay. about you sharing that so we yeah. can get a little insight into what motivated you to share. Absolutely. Everything in this book happened exactly as I wrote it to the best of my ability. Names of my children, friends, and family have all been changed out of respect for those who do not wish to have their stories told. The name of my now ex-husband has not been changed out of respect for the truth of my experience. My relationship is real and valid, and his crime and the facts of our divorce are public record. Everything I share in this book is from my own perspective. My goal in writing this book is not to create a chorus of people telling me I was brave or strong or whatever other applause they choose to insert here. My goal in writing this book is to reach out to everyone who is struggling to let them know they are not alone. To every parent who is sharing custody with their abuser, you are not alone. To every parent who is sharing custody with their child's abuser, you are not alone. To every person who is in a relationship that they are not emotionally, psychologically, physically, or sexually safe in, you are not alone. To every parent who is barely making ends meet and unable to financially invest in the fight to protect your children, you are not alone. To every person who is sitting in their trauma, unable to see a way forward, to know what to do to fix it, you are not alone. To everyone who reads this and resonates with any part of my story, you too are not alone. My goal in writing this is to inspire every one of you to seek change, to make the bold choices for yourself and for your children in spite of the fear. It's time we all stand in our power and our truth and claim our place in the world. Mm -hmm. With love, Amanda. That's so beautiful. And this message has certainly resonated. Is your your book is an international bestseller, Canada yes. and U.S. and number one new release. It, it's keep holding strong mm -hmm. <laughs> in that in those categories. And um, I I know that you've really shown up in sharing this and got gotten yourself really visible on yes. social media platforms on this. And yes. so, what has that been like? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I talk over TikTok a little bit. <laughs> right. So I, about a month or six weeks or so before the launch, I intentionally started a new TikTok channel and a new Facebook page and started sharing pieces. And at first it was just kind of little fun TikTok things and here and there. And I got a couple of videos spiked to hundred thousand views and I was like, Oh, cool. This is working. And then I got this message that came through really loud that I needed to share bite-sized pieces. And I needed to take people on this journey with me. 
And so I started doing that. I started sharing, you know, the very first day and what happened and each little piece as it happened step. And I, and it's a 13 part series now that I put on TikTok and I had to chop it up even more and put it on Facebook, but I, I put it out there and the thing about stories like mine and most, most big tra- trauma stories is, you know, the choices that we make aren't always the ones that in hindsight we wouldn't have made. And they're not always the ones that everybody in the world agrees with. And my story in particular has a lot of very polarizing topics. And I knew that. I knew that going in. And I did it anyway, because I'm not the only one who's been in these situations. I'm the only one that I know of that's published a book about these situations, but I'm not the only one who's been through it. And so I decided that it didn't matter what people were going to say, because that wasn't who I was speaking to. I was speaking to the people who had either been there or knew somebody who'd been there and who could feel what I felt at that moment and who could recognize that they weren't alone in those situations and that perhaps my story carried some keys for them. And so I shared it for them, but you know, in doing so, and when we put ourselves on social media, we get a lot of backlash, both directions. And I've received a lot of hate comments. I've received a lot of name calling. I've received a lot of really colorful language as I've talked about my story. And it was really interesting because I knew, I knew what I was doing from an intention perspective. And it did hit me the first few times with a, okay, check myself. Is there something still here in my field? Is there something I need to work on? Because you know, if something is hitting me, I know this is, this isn't really about them. This is about me. And so I really took it as an opportunity to release those last pieces, any last judgments I had of myself for the choices that I made. If somebody reacted to it, I could go, okay, is there something in here for me? And, you know, it's come around to this point now where people go make hate comments and I leave them like we could delete them. Sure but I leave them because they're increasing my engagement. And I find that the other version of people go and talk back to them and go, how dare you say such things? And it increases my engagement. And so I'm allowing the discussion to happen without even wasting any of my own energy, without having, having to insert myself or my opinion. I have made a couple of videos responding to judgments in general, just to help people understand, like, I see you, I hear you. You're part of the problem, but I'm not talking to you. So it's okay Mm -hmm. because I'm speaking to the people who are scared to tell their own stories, who have big stories. And they're like, huh, what do I, what do I do? How do I share this? How do I, how do I, I know I could help people, but it's terrifying and it it can be because people have a lot of opinions and they really like to share them. And especially on social media where they feel protected in some way to do that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Doing so has meant that I've sold over 500 copies in the first two weeks and, you know, and I'm able to put my story out there in a much bigger way. And I'm able to reach people who have big stories to share. I'm able to reach people who have been through similar types of things and who have never spoken to anybody who's been through something like it. And they now feel a whole lot less alone going through what they're going through. And to me, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so thank you from, for sharing that because this does come up with mm-hmm. our authors as they share their stories. And it does, I've, I've, some people shut down around it and just go forward. Um, and what I hear from you, I'm so present to that. It's so, it sounds so worth it to push through yes. that so that you yes. can reach the people that need you in that moment. Exactly. There for them that 
Exactly. Yeah. And all of the backlash is an opportunity for me to go, okay, am I still holding on to judgment for the choices that I made six plus years ago? Am I still looking at myself as not good enough for whatever is coming up? And if so, let's address it. Let's look at it because I've got, I've got things to do. Like the reason I'm telling the story isn't just to put it out there. Some people do write a book to share it. They just put it out there. They don't care what happens. They just need to write it. But that's not my goals. My goals are much, much bigger than that. And so if I'm going to go farther with this, I can't let some social media judgment stop me. Right. And that, so you're helping other people and it's also a healing space. Yes, the, the writing itself is therapeutic and healing, but you'd be willing to step up and be present to the judgments, the reflections, all the thoughts of what you should have done and all of that are not done. Yes. Yes. Sounds like it's, that's been healing too, because you've been open. It wouldn't have been if you hadn't. No, I mean, it could have taken somebody out in a lot of ways and, you know, had them change their mind about the whole situation, but I'm not everybody. And I instead would much, much rather take the opportunity and to also model for anybody else out there who wants to share their story, what else they could do when they receive those judgments. Because if we're going to be in the public eye in any, in any sense of the word, if we're going to share our stories, if we're going to speak our truth, not everybody's going to agree with us. And so what do we do with that? How do we, how do we respond to it? Or do we respond? And, you know, for me, I don't give it energy, but I also don't give it negative energy. I just leave it. Right. And so I want to share, I'll be a little vulnerable here and share a, a judgment that sometimes I hear from mm-hmm. people, um, which is why are you telling these stories that are so traumatic? Why do you tell all these stories that are like so hard to read and bad things that people have gone through, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we were talking a little bit about this before um, we went live here, Um what, what's the power do you see in, in sharing our stories in this way? And so it's, it's multifaceted, obviously, like the person telling the story has some, some healing and therapeutic pieces to getting it out there. But the bigger picture from my perspective is historically speaking, the majority of people generally have to get backed into some kind of corner, have some kind of trauma, trauma induced thing to wake them up to something going on in their lives, to the, to the truth of their experience on some bigger level. We time and time again, this happens over and over and over again, that some big thing and that wakes people up that it has either a spiritual awakening, it has a catalyst for big change. They, whatever the thing is, that's been historical pattern for humanity. Mm-hmm. And if we look at that, it's my perspective, at least that it doesn't really have to be that way. We don't have to use trauma to be the awakening catalyst it just always has been. And to me, the more people who are willing to share those stories, to share those, those traumatic awakenings, there's so much inside those stories that can act, people can actually go on those journeys with you. And when they do, they can pick up those pieces without having to directly experience those traumas themselves. And that has huge power and huge potential because if we can share what we've all been through and we can see the world more honestly for what it is. And we can see the potential for change without big traumas, then we can truly evolve as a species and evolve as humanity. And there are more people can wake up through these stories 
then have to actually go recreate the traumas themselves. And it's like, there's this opportunity for humanity. You know, we're going to learn the lessons one way or another. It's up to you. Do you want to learn it because you're not listening and it has to happen directly to you? Or can you be open to receiving the messages and the, and the teachings from the people around you and go, oh, maybe there's a better way for me now before things get bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to decide how bad it has to get, whatever it is. And you don't have to make it get to the point where you have some huge trauma, but that's up to you. And the more people willing to share those things and willing for people to see them and willing people to go, oh my goodness, I can see pieces of me. Like I didn't go through this, but I can see pieces and I'm ready to change now. Mm-hmm. Then the less work we have to do as a, as a whole. Yes. That resonates so clearly with me because it feels like the universe will keep giving us the the opportunity to learn something and it will share, will go in little bite-sized ways that amplify over time. And if, if we wait and don't get the lesson, boom, it hits us in a way that at some point we can't not. Exactly. Exactly. And that power of sharing our stories, Mm -hmm. giving people that opportunity to actually step into that knowledge themselves without it being exactly on them is a very powerful, gets people in that opportunity. Exactly. And, you know, we talk about like, why are you talking about trauma? Well, on some level, everybody's experienced some level of trauma. Like that's just the reality and helping people feel seen and heard in their own stories, even if they're not as crazy as this, but they, they can feel seen. And that's, that's the very first step to actually acknowledging and beginning to release those things. And so that's part of why those stories are especially powerful is they're, they're so prevalent. And if we keep them hidden in the closet, nobody's ever going to talk about it. And we're just going to keep doing the darn things. <laughs> and I think it's, it's so, um, I'm so glad that you were sharing your particular story because sexual abuse and domestic violence and all of these types of things are some and divorce and custody yep. battles are often things that people blame themselves for. Well, pretend they're not happening and like totally, you know, space out, mm-hmm. right? There's all sorts of things that it, they think they're all alone. And these are actually way more common than we would ever wish them to be. And I yes. love that you are publicly saying what's so, so that what in whatever aspect someone might find themselves in that relates that they go, oh, it's safe to tell this story. Exactly. It's safe. Maybe it's not my fault that this has happened. Maybe there's, there is, maybe it's safe to tell one other person this yeah. so that they can start stepping out exactly wherever they find themselves. It doesn't feel safe. Exactly. And safety is so, it's such a huge piece, you know, feeling safe in your truth and in your body and your experience is, is so important. And finding that safety within self and creating that for you is really a big part of the lesson that I had to learn through this experience and what that actually meant because we've, we've given that power up to so many things outside of self. And we have to recognize that only we can create real safety within ourselves and then it can never be taken away. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and to share your story. Anything that you'd like to share with our audience? I think the biggest thing that I'd like to share is if you have a story to share, 
And if you have some big thing that's happened and you've heard the call to write a book or put your message out there, that the very first thing is to really work on that, that inner work and really look within yourself and, and figure out where you're still holding judgments for your story and figure out what pieces you need to look at so that you can actually do so and share your truth with confidence. And sometimes that means starting writing the book and things come up, but that's its whole process. And there's no right way to do it. There's no timeline that we have to go through these things, but that there's huge opportunity on the other end. And I would encourage anybody who has a story to share or feels that call to take those steps and to start looking at what that means and, and trust, trust that you, if you've heard the call, that there's something in there for you as well as the rest of the world. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you for being such a courageous example. Thank you. And for being present with, with the people that are responding to your message and being there for them as well. Absolutely. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving.